Everybody, Jim Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show Live, brought to you as always by all these great sponsors scrolling across the bottom, including Ballast Point Brewing Company. I need a beer today. It's really hot here in San Diego. I don't know where you guys are, but um, we've got a turn in the weather and it is, it's like in the 80s today. So anyway, uh, today we are having a Calico Brown. Good to see the old Calico come back. Uh, it disappeared for a while. Uh, when they changed hands, it became like California Brown or something. And then it changed hands again, and they're bringing back the cool fish names. And so we have our Calico Amber Ale. So cheers to y'all. That's, that's good. Good on a hot day. Hope everybody's doing good. For anybody who's new here, uh, on the Kayak Fishing Show, we uh, air old episodes of my TV show, as well as answer any of your questions. Um, I just saw a message on here. Uh, as well as anybody else, uh, answer any of your questions that you might have in kayak fishing in general or about the location uh, we are at. Uh, today's episodes, we are actually in the Bahamas. I went down there with a big group of um, kayak anglers from Jackson Kayak, as well as our friend Jen Ripple, who is a um, fly fishing expert. And uh, it, it's kind of weird. So if, if you'll notice that how I posted this today, it says season nine, episode 13. Um, last week we aired episode 10. 11 and 12 have disappeared. I have no idea where they are. So I'm trying to track down those two episodes. So when I saw this one come up was uh, Bahamas. There are two episodes from Bahamas and Bahamas is one of those other episodes. And so I don't remember which one this is. I know um, that Jen Ripple was in there showing, uh, doing some um, fly fishing. I watched the first about 30 seconds of it. So there you go. Um, as far as stuff that's been going on, um, I, I know I posted the video the other day of installing the sand wheels on the blue sky. Uh, those seem to work really well. Um, if you ever run into this problem with these big inflatable tires, cause I've never really had those, uh, they are tubeless and I had one of the wheels was, was not holding air. So there are bolts all around the inside of the wheel. So it seems like the wheel is two pieces. So um, after it didn't um, want to hold air, I tightened up all those bolts and a few hours ago, and it seems like now it is holding air. So if you ever run into that problem with one of these big balloon tires, tighten those nuts and that might be the issue. Um, what else? Oh, I got a, a Bimini for the blue sky. Um, that I will be installing and, and showing you guys what that's like. That'll be great for the really hot, sunny days, particularly if we're just out playing around. Um, I don't know how well it'll work fishing-wise, but I think as more of a pleasure boat for that blue sky, it'll be fun. Uh, I've also got one of the new Torquedo 1103s coming, which I'm super excited about because um, 
the reality is right now, I can't really paddle. Uh, I need to have surgery on my shoulder. So the pedal boats and the torpedo motors are sounding more appealing to me at the moment. I mean, I love paddling, but uh, my shoulder hurts all the time. So um, I will be adding that. Oh, also I added a, um, I, I think I showed a real quick picture of it the other day. Uh, I added a, uh, a customized transducer mount. Uh, and I know a lot of people use like the uh, the Ram arm or which is a, a, a better product, in my opinion, is the um, switchblade by Yak Attack uh, because it lock, works with the lock and load system. You can use it on your rail mounts, anything like that, or your tracks. Um, and it's also much more hydrodynamic. But with that said, I generally prefer something that's going to have no resistance. So either inside the hull in a scupper or off the very rear of the boat. So I made this mount goes off the, off the rear of the blue sky, just made it out of some, uh, some bar stock aluminum. You can buy it at home Depot and uh, cut it, bent it. And um, the, I, I did the same thing on one of my Krakens because the, um, the transducers for these Raymarine elements and axioms are really large. Well, actually here's, this kind of shows the bracket for one. So this is how big it is for the Axiom. So it didn't fit in the um, scuppers. So, and I didn't want it hanging off the side. So putting it off the stern of the kayak for me worked better. So uh, you can look up and um, see how I did that. I, I thought it worked really, really well. Um, let's see. So I've got people saying hello. Egoitz, how you doing, man? Um, my wife says I'm stuck on the live screen. I don't know what that means. Uh, unless it was just stuck on that, I'm going live. Um, Egoitz is also saying it's frozen. Anybody else seeing it frozen? Are you guys all, all good? Um, are you still hearing my voice and the, but the picture's frozen? Let me know. Let, let me know what you're seeing. Um, and Facebook user says, hi, Jim. I'm not sure who that is. If, if it comes up as Facebook user for me like this, that is because you are on the Kayak Fishing Show group page and you didn't give it permission to use your name. So if you give it permission, it would uh, it would work fine. Um, so Egowitz, you are hearing me, but not seeing me I, that, or I'm frozen. That is, that's odd. Anybody else? Um, Opa Gear is uh, seeing loud and clear. Oh, Opa Gear, I just saw um, a video a friend of ours, uh, Grant, put out there um, on their fish bags. Really, really cool fish bags. Uh, very, very good quality. Uh, he did a review on them. Um, they have kayak bags, big game bags, you know, for the really big tuna. Uh, so you might want to check them out if you're a person who keeps fish. When you're going out there on your kayak, they've got a couple of different sizes of kayak bags and they seem really, um, really good quality. I'll have to have a chance to see one in person. I haven't haven't seen one in person yet, but as Grant was walking through the features on it, it looked like it was all there. It, it, it looked like it had everything that you want and mainly stuff that are uh, sealed seams and that sort of thing. So um, my wife says it is now cleared. Um 
He was stuck on the main kayaking side, slow and us. Hmm. Weird. I got this new super duper fast internet now. And of course, this is the first time we've done a show with that new super, super duper fast internet. And it freezes up. <laughs> Isn't that typical? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, where there was uh Fishing Tackle Adventures says, what's up, Jim and everyone. And Fishing Tackle Adventures is watching from our YouTube channel. So you can watch our shows uh, in three different ways, these live shows. And that is on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, which is Kayak Fishing Tales, as well as the Facebook group page. So um, check those out. And I generally tell people, though, it's a good idea, honestly, if you watch on uh, YouTube, because if you if you watch on YouTube and you sign up for not notifications, you are more likely to be notified when we're going live because uh, Facebook doesn't always do that. You know, it really crushes our reach. So um, sign up for all of them and maybe one of them will actually give you that information. Um Oh, but I really appreciate it. Uh, he did have a demo model as well. So that front fold is switched toward the angler. Oh, wait. <laughs> so I had made a comment on the OPA gear on their um, on their fish bag. And uh, just because something that I noticed, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, I used to make insulated game bags for kayaks. And this was when there wasn't enough kayak anglers for me to actually be making them, but I was making them. So, I mean, I, I sat on a stock of them for of about a hundred of them for about five years, selling a couple here and a couple there. Uh, but kayak fishing is obviously a much bigger now. And there are guys like companies like this that make a better product. But um, yeah. So anyway, I saw that video and I did notice something about the bag that I thought could be a little better. And I sent them a comment about that. And it sounds like uh, they were already on top of it. So, <laughs> of course. So anyway, um, Let's see here. Uh, so that kind of goes through the comments. I hope nobody else is having any freezing issues. Uh, Egowitz, I hope you ha are having no more freezing issues. Um, so anyway, so yeah, today's episode, again, was uh, from season nine. So again, this was well before COVID. Um, I want to say this was in 2016. I don't remember exactly. Uh, we went to Old Bahama Bay uh, on, uh, Grand Bahamas. And, um, we did some offshore fishing. I was in the, uh, Jackson kayak Kraken. And, uh, like I said, we were with a whole group of guys from Jackson kayak, as well as Jen Ripple, who is a fly fishing expert and just a super, super fun lady to fish with. And, um, so we did some offshore, we did some inshore. It was windy as heck every single day. Uh, as is what happens to me every time I go anywhere, it seems, um, we always seem to get hit by the wind. So, um, this one we, we, I know we did some wade fishing because the, the actually trying to kayak fish was, was brutal, but I honestly, like I said, I don't remember what parts are in this episode, uh, because I didn't have a chance to go, to go watch it and preview it before we do this. And which I really generally don't, um, the guys who were on the, the Jackson kayak guys who were on this trip with me, I wanted to try and get one of them on the show and they're all in Panama right now, uh, which I'm very jealous about. So uh, if you've never been down to Panama, you know, if I've been going to Panama for years, well before uh, Los Busos existed. 
Uh, it's always been one of my favorite places. Um, if you're looking for a really super cool kayak fishing destination, I always recommend Los Buzos. Uh, if anybody does it right, they do. Uh, I mean, as far as kayak fishing goes, if you want to go to a place that is dialed in for kayak fishing with the opportunity of really big fish, uh, you know, from roosters and cubera and tuna to potentially uh, sailfish and big black marlin, uh, it's hard to beat Los Busos. And they have all you can drink beer. Um, it's all included in your stay. And, and I tell you, that was the most incredible thing is they they keep their beer in a freezer that is like a half a degree away from freezing. And when you're down someplace that is that hot, you really, really appreciate a very, very cold beer and all you can drink of it. And uh, it was, I mean, you know, it, it's Panamanian beer. It's not like, you know, it's not certainly not a Ballast Point or an IPA or anything like that. But on a hot day, that really cold beer, it is awesome. And, and like I said, those guys do it right. So um, I can't uh, say enough about that location. Old Bahama Bay, on the other hand, uh, was not a kayak fishing destination. We just had arranged with them to go there. So it was a lot of uh, self-guided. Uh, we did hire a guide for a day who quite honestly wasn't the best. But the location itself was really cool. I mean, we, we you could easily paddle out on your kayak and hit blue water, or you could paddle over a different direction and be on flats and chasing bonefish and permit and, and whatever else. So as a, as a location, uh, very cool. They had, uh, they got hit really hard by the big hurricanes uh, last year, year before, but uh, they are all back in business. Um, the locations, the, uh, the rooms we had were wonderful. The restaurant, its food was just amazing. And um, I can't say enough about what a cool place uh, Old Bahama Bay was. Um, Rudy says, what up? Oh, Rudy also says they have Krakens to use at Los Busos. They have a Kraken at Los Busos. Uh, they, they started off more of a Hobie place. So a lot of their boats are Hobies. They um, they have one Kraken. They have uh, several other of the, and I, I, I don't remember if it was the Kusa FD, I believe is what they have there. Uh, like I said, uh, guys from Jackson Kayak are down there right now, and they brought a new boat with them. I don't know how many, if it was one or two of the new boat, uh, which I really can't talk about. But uh, it is uh, geared more towards the um, offshore, and uh, but it is a pedal boat. So uh, there are there are more Jacksons down there now, and so it's kind of a mix of Jacksons and Hobies, uh, and there might be a Lightning or something. Uh, Egowitz loves the Kraken. I love the Kraken. I wish the Kraken would come back. <laughs> uh, and you know, there's always been talk of it it coming back as a limited release boat. Um, but it'd be one of those things like, okay, we need people to go, okay, I want a Kraken. And so we can make, you know, 50 of them. We can make a hundred of them. And, and, you know, basically more like a pre-sale uh, and, and then they will do it. But unless they can get a guarantee that they're going to sell X amount of boats, you know, everybody wants pedals now. So it, it's hard for them to sell a classic paddling boat like the Kraken as much as I love it. And 
Like I said, right now, I kind of appreciate the battle boats because I can't paddle because of my dang shoulder. Rudy says he has two of them, two Krakens. That's awesome. That is awesome. Do you have the uh, 15s or the 13s? Um, I've always known that the uh, sweet spot in the industry has always been that uh, 12, 13 foot boat. More people want to buy that size boat. But luckily, when I was helping design the Kraken, I talked them into uh, making the first one the long boat, which is 15.5, because I honestly wanted it to be 16 feet. I like long boats. I'm, I'm definitely more comfortable. So when I jumped in the uh, Kraken 13, um, it felt really short to me, you know, um, because I, I have always paddled longer boats. But uh, a lot of people like that 13. And um, if I'm not mistaken, if they do do another limited run, it will be the 13. Because I heard that the 15 mold may have had an issue. Something happened to it. Um, so I don't know. They only had one mold. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, Rudy says the 15.5 is the only way to go on the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, that, the, I've fished the Chesapeake Bay a couple times and um, awesome, awesome location, but you can put in some miles there. Uh, we put in some long days and some long miles in some ripping ass current. I remember um, one day when I was there and I was fishing with uh, Kevin Whitley, just a super, super guy and, and a whole crew of guys. And there was one point we were paddling in Chesapeake Bay and it was literally, it was paddling on the treadmill. Uh, you literally, it's like a paddle and a paddle and a paddle. I look over and there's a stick on the beach and I'm paddling and paddling and paddling. I look over and there's still a stick on the beach and I'm paddling and paddling and paddling and paddling still next to the stick on the beach. And I, I don't think I've ever had that where I, I couldn't, combat the current or make better time than the current and it was just smoking and we finally said screw it paddled to the shore and dragged our kayaks back down the beach because we were making no headway at all against that tide so um yeah <laughs> uh it, it, it was ripping so you know you do uh like i've paddled up rivers and but you can what we call eddy hop you know when there's a little curve in the river there'll be an eddy there so you can kind of hop into it and then paddle up river and then sprint up into the current and hit another eddy. But uh, there was none of that happening <laughs> in the Chesapeake Bay. So uh, Rudy says, yeah, the uh, the current rips there. And um, Bobby, thanks for joining us, man. Bobby's always uh, joining us. I really appreciate that. Uh, we've been getting a lot of visitors uh, from all over the world. Last Our last show, man, we had people from all over. And that's, that's what I really love is, is sharing this stuff with people all over the world. So uh, with no further ado, I'm going to bring up this episode. And like I said, this is from, uh, I think it was 2016 and in the Bahamas. And I know it starts out with us fly fishing. Other than that, I don't know what's on the darn episode. But if you have any questions, by all means, shoot in my way. Let's uh, get this episode rolling. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are in the Bahamas with the world famous <laughs> in the Bahamas, Jen Ripple. <laughs> She's going to be giving me some tips 
on fly fishing because if you guys have seen the past episodes, I'm terrible at it, so I need some instruction. So we brought along an expert. You gonna help me out, Jen? I'm gonna try. <laughs> I need all the help <laughs> I can get. Stick around, we're having fun. Too much fun. We had a lot of fun. And, and I know the fishing was rough and you can always say, you know, it's about the people and about the place because the, the fishing because of the conditions were really tough. But uh, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> So this week we had the pleasure of being at Old Bahama Bay Resort. Um, absolutely beautiful location. Incredible water right out in front. You know, it's got beautiful pools and the, and the beautiful water and the tiki bar and a restaurant where they serve amazing food. I suggest the beef tenderloin, by the way. The amenities here are, are beyond belief. I mean, the rooms are, are beautiful. Uh, they have a great marina here, a uh, beautiful swimming pool. And it's just like a picture-perfect paradise in a little storybook village is how I would describe the old Bahama Bay. It's, it's uh, heaven on earth. We had several people with us on the trip from the Jackson Kayak Fishing Team, um, plus Jen from Dunn Magazine, and... Basically what happened on, on our first day fishing with Jen was it, it was just too windy. We couldn't couldn't really do any kayak fishing. So we decided to go to the other side of the island where there was a little bit of shelter from the wind and we would do some wade fishing and walking the beaches. So you drive down these pristine, amazing streets. And really I was like, where are they taking us? I wasn't quite sure. And you walk over this ridge into this white sand beach when you're when you're an angler and you come over a hill like that and you see the expanse that is the flats, you're like yeah, immediately beautiful like, flats I there. and I have to check out what is going on. And, and we went over the flats and we immediately saw snook and bonefish on the on the beach right there. And so, I mean, I was I was in heaven. <laughs> yeah. How's your eye at spotting bonefish? Not too bad, but usually I'm from a skiff, so you yeah, know, up, to, up that much higher. Yeah, you're up a little bit higher, but I mean, I love to wade fish, so. Especially the flats. So we'll see them. Better to sun at our back a little bit. Doesn't matter as long as there's sun. Hard to see them when there's not sun. There you go. That's a snook. That is a snook. Get it. You're going to eat this thing? Right Holy there. Yeah, I didn't have to cast very far. Followed the snook up that we saw just sitting a foot off the the bank like they always do off the beach and so we followed that up and we called it our guide snook because it led us to this giant hole where there were a bunch of uh there was a stingray and then as we were following the stingray and we looked in the hole where the snook was trying to catch a snook i was like oh my gosh there's a whole bunch of bonefish there 
Oh, right when we started walking this beach, we saw this snook cruising along, and he, he looks like he wants to eat something. He's followed the, the fly several times, but but he's just cruising right along the beach. Jim had the opportunity to like cast in there, and after a couple casts, you know, he made his first cast like everybody does, and brought back a bunch of seaweed, and then was like, oh my god, but the fish were still there. He got freaking moss on my stinking hook again. <laughs> there was so they much were, moss sitting, sitting right by these yeah, fish. Right oh, we were eyeballing these bonefish right here on this stingray. Made several casts, and finally I got a hit and miss, and then another one just turned and picked it up. And there's that snook still sitting right there. <laughs> Got it? That is a beautiful Oh my god, that's so much bigger than any bonefish I caught before. Been fishing for about 15 minutes. Caught my biggest bonefish ever in the Bahamas. Woo! Stick around, there's gonna be more great action here from the kayak fishing show. I'm telling you what, those fish are invisible. Um, you definitely have to have an eye. And obviously it's time on the water and getting used to seeing exactly what they look like, but bonefish are really hard to see in the water. Uh, their coloration, uh, the pattern on them looks like broken water. It's super, super hard to see them. Um, what is Rudy says uh, so much for wade fishing. Kayak to get fishing wet. Yeah. Well, those first ones we certainly were right along the beach in this little trough because the waves One were kind of pounding and they were cruising in this trough. Werner, but we did a, a lot of wade fishing. fishing. I mean, we were out there. A paddling paddle. A you know, paddle. Sometimes almost a year. Boobs. superior. Um, and uh, just chasing after all kinds of stuff. For me, it was, fishing it is just that sport that wasn't on fire, but, allowed uh, me to reinvent Sure was myself. fun. You know, from working in a hospital and working in, you know, a cubicle and all that kind of stuff indoors. And then realizing that I didn't want to be in that life anymore. And fly fishing was, you know, my reinvention. So you took up fly time. Yes, yeah, so I took up fly time, walked in the fly shop and... You know, really, I took it because it was cheap. It was like six classes for 85 bucks. And I thought, well, if I don't like it, it's not like I just put down 500 bucks on something. And so uh, I started tying flies. And from the moment I walked in that shop, I just loved everything about it. Look at how pretty it is, though. Isn't it something? It's a little deeper than I thought it would be. <laughs> Say, my feet are wet. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, he wanted it. I'm telling you, he wants that brighter <laughs> pattern. A bonefish? So, Jen, obviously, I don't fly cast a lot, and wind gives me more trouble than anything. So, can you give me any tips to help me with that casting when I'm having to deal with wind? Yeah, there are a couple things that you should know. So, first of all, the double haul is really important. In what is the double haul for those people who don't know? Yeah, so a double haul is just a way that we pull down on the line as we accelerate our rod back to a stop. 
so that you bend your rod in what we do we call load the rod more so that your rod has uh, your line has better speed so you can punch it through the wind and a double haul is no different it's no different than patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time until you get it down pat so it's it's really a, a downward pull on the line as you come back following your line up to meet your other hand and then pulling it down as you come forward and that helps load the rod and accelerate the line. Absolutely. So a good double hog in the Yeah, I will never claim All to right, being an expert you. fly angler. For the fly fishing here, I've got a nine weight Temple Fork fly rod and the uh, Siegler MF lever drag fly reel. Um, beauty of it, unlike most fly reels, I can preset the drag. So I can know exactly where I am. A fish starts taking line, I can put that drag on and I know exactly where that drag setting is. So really nice. Um, using scientific angler fly line and then a, a tapered Seaguar fluorocarbon leader that's uh, 15 pound test. Uh, not that the fish are all that big, but they're fast and they're strong. There's a lot of rocks. After my last bonefish, my line was super roughed up because he went around some rocks. But because that cigar is very abrasion resistant, it did not break. And that's what I'm using here for fly fishing in the Bahamas. You know where I can cast really well? Huh? It's like in a park. In a park, yeah, with no line and no, no, no water, wind. no nothing, no fish. No fly, awesome. no wind, yeah. I'll shoot every bit of that line out. <laughs> There's another one up on the rocks up I there. See on the clear, I see a couple of them out there. Let's go get double triggers. That one up there almost looks like a ray. It's big. We tried and if tried to get to the these Bahamas, trigger fish to go. <laughs> they just wanted nothing rod. to do you're with us. You're going to want to bring your eight weight, and you're going to want to bring a big, a large arm or a reel, I would say uh, two lines, floating and intermediate and a whole bunch of flies. But if I was gonna bring one thing, apart from my fishing gear, I would definitely bring sunscreen. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, there's some little, um, like little pompano behind them. I think, I wish the wind would die down so I could get in a kayak. But I do think that the flats here are spectacular. That sapphire water, if there's something out there, you can see it coming. We just have to see it coming. Jen, thanks for uh, walking these many miles on this beach with us today and particularly for the casting tips in this wind. I had a great time. Me too, thank you. Oh, thank you. And we'll get you out on a kayak tomorrow, I think. So you guys join us <laughs> after this commercial and see how we do with Jen. I'm gonna pause it right there just for a second. Uh, if you saw that other guy that was fishing with us, um, Charles, uh, he had arrived a few days before us and I believe he stayed a few days after us. Now he fly fishes a lot. I mean, a lot. Um, and he was, uh, really wanted to get a, a bonefish on the fly. I guess he had never got a bonefish on the fly. And, um, I show up and I'm just like Mr. Novice fly angler. <laughs> and of course, like within 10 minutes of being on the, um, on the, on the beach there, 
I, I had a fish and Charles had been there for several days before us, still hadn't caught a fish. I ended up catching several more fish over the course of the trip. And I don't know if it comes up in this episode or not. I was actually, uh, because of the wind and we were fishing a different area, I switched over to a bait caster, um, hoping for jacks and that sort of thing. And I, cause I was throwing a, an old Sabeel stick shad top water and fishing. We were like fishing in 15 feet of water. I caught two bonefish on top water, you know, on a lure this big and um, in 12 feet of water. I caught two bonefish back to back casts. One of them actually put a hook in my heel. But um, Charles was so upset that my newbie ass is down there, never fish for these things. And I get several bonefish and he still hadn't caught one it's good to be lucky sometimes oh boy i can skip this commercial break simply superior I'm going to get hit. <laughs> Welcome back. You know, we got day two of our trip. We decided uh, to fish with Jen fly fishing yesterday and walk the bank. So today we had to put her on a kayak. So she's taken to it very well. She's already standing up in the kayak and she just caught her first fish. Um, just out here having some fun. Nothing big, but... You know, little fish are fun fish, so I'll take it. At first, it was really a challenge. I mean, I'd never done that before, but I mean, I, by the end of the day, I mean, standing up in the in the mayfly specifically, I was in the mayfly, and it's so comfortable, and being able to get into the spots where even at, on a flat spot, you can't get, and getting to those little areas that you've always wanted to check out, but you see the bonefish tailing in the back, which you can't get back there because you have a skiff. For me, it's the perfect tool for that job. It's pretty shallow here, so I'm using a suspending stick shad so it doesn't go down into the grass. I guess this is the part. And you know, these things just twitch it and it darts from side to side. So you got a really nice action and you can cover a lot of water that way. And that one's on. <laughs> Oh, I just throw on a uh, little stick shad up against the mangroves here and starting to get some action. Fisher, uh, these little, little snapper, barracuda. Nothing big so far, but it's some action and it's some fun in a beautiful place. When you get someone in the, involved in fly fishing specifically for the first time, they have to be successful. You have to get them out there and catch a fish. You know, when they get out there and they catch a fish with a fly rod, then that empowers them to go back out again. You know, so I always say, take them out there when it's a beautiful day and don't spend 12 hours out somewhere, you know, casting in teeny tiny little quarters. So, did he catch a fish over there? Oh, wow. Very, very, oh, thank you. Very small barracuda. And I don't know what it was, but another bigger fish came up and tried to eat it. It's probably a bigger oh, barracuda. Keep going, keep going, don't listen. He bit it off. 
That's the lure just floating there. He's gonna go get it. Well, I've been bit off a couple times. And I don't like losing lures. So there's a couple big barracuda around. So I've got some tieable wire. I'm just gonna make a just a real short little leader, little bite leader. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it doesn't keep the fish off, but it keeps my lures on. Why did it go black? That's weird. I don't know what happened here. Let me see if it comes back. Okay, <laughs> for some reason that section of the video went blank. Still had audio, but no video. Sorry about that. We'll keep it going, going though. On, Mark. Okay, what we're going to do here now is we just set ourselves up on a point right here, and we're waiting for the tide to change to an outgoing tide. The tide's changed now. The wind's coming out of the south, so we're on the leeward side again, so we're in good, comfortable water here. The fish are going to start going out with the tide, and what we're going to do is we're going to bring it right up here behind the boat. So we got a nice bag, of, a four-pound bag of uh, chum. We're going to put a chum bag right out here and try and lure the fish up behind here and let uh, Jen and uh, Jim have some fun with these fish. Shake that a couple times. You can start seeing the pieces break away right there. And we're just going to let this guy hang off the cleat right back here. I don't know what the deal is with this music. It's a little better. <laughs> I don't do the editing. On this trip, one of the most valuable pieces of gear I brought with me is the Yak Attack parking pole. You know, there's just no way you'd be able to hold position anywhere if I hadn't brought it. So I brought actually two means of drift control uh, on this trip. I brought my sea anchor drift chute when I was drifting along the edges of places and then I brought the uh, park and pole for where I wanted to stake out and, and hold position somewhere so it's really easy for me to travel with because uh, it breaks down so I can just take it apart and put it in my rod tube and uh, it, like I said if in this kind of wind that we've been having to deal with if I didn't have this it'd be so much harder to fish Weird. So I think having my, my Raymarine fish finder when I'm on a trip, when we're fishing waters we don't know is so important, especially we're gonna be doing some vertical jigging. Um, and Nakwa Adventure Gear makes it so easy to rig your stuff up. Just plug this into my, my battery via the Y connector. And then plug my camera into this. So, I mean, if you have a chance, check out these Nakwa batteries. You, you really won't regret it. This one's a 12 volt 10 amp that I like to run. And that'll run my bait tank all day long. One of those will run that fish finder for a couple days. Um, not gonna lie, that's really weird editing right there. 
So we're gonna be staying deep. I don't need my stakeout pole. Wow. Oh, this is where I got the bonefish on the minute. stick shad. Am I just looking at that's a freaking bonefish? Yeah. Little bonefish on a stick shad on the surface. I mean, one foot down. I would have never thought. There he goes. Boom! <laughs> That's another fish taking line. It's another one. Yeah. You know, later on in the day when I catch two bonefish back to back on a basically a stick shad surface lure, which, you know, nobody would expect you to catch a bonefish on, uh, was just hilarious. <laughs> that is hysterical. So, yeah, so far today I've got a bunch of little snapper. A bunch of barracuda, a jack, and two bonefish. Not a bad morning. That is just funny as heck. And then, I, of course, I got payback when the uh, little jack buried a hook into the back of my foot. Now, these aren't big fish, but you bring this, this kind of tackle. Ow, 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 ow. You ever done that? You ever done that where you, you have a, a fish that is connected to your hook and then the hook is also connected to you? <laughs> That's always fun. Especially when he's at my, at my ankle and I can't even reach down to get it. And he's like shaking and everything. He's like, are you kidding me? Not fun. Oh! <laughs> So the fishing, I would say, with the wind this week was a challenge. We did have an opportunity to fish with a couple days that were not as windy, and, and it was great because the sight fishing, I mean, there's just, everywhere you look, there's flats where there could be bonefish and tarpon and some permit and barracuda. I mean, it's all there uh, here in the Bahamas. And so for me, I would say um, the wind was an added challenge, especially with the fly rod, but it wasn't unfishable by any means. The people here are generous, and they're so kind, and they're so nice, and uh, I would recommend anybody to come to the Bahamas. I definitely would be back, for sure. So for anybody who is interested in coming out here to Old Bahama Bay, we have left six fishing kayaks here. So if you want to come here and go kayak fishing, they've got a fleet that will dial you in. They've got the inshore boats, the flat boats for stand-up side casting, and then they've got the offshore boats, a couple of krakens. So if you can't go wrong by coming here if you want to go kayak fishing. If they didn't get blown away in the hurricanes. <laughs> Two casts in a row. I'm like, because we're just like, are you kidding me? I caught it on a stick shad. Get it, deal with it, unhook it, do the camera thing. Next cast, boom, I'm on, I get another one. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? 
It's just nuts. All right, that kind of wraps up uh, today's fishing and this episode. Jen, you got to kayak fish today. How'd yes, you like I it? Did. I liked it. It was not without its challenges, but it was fun. I think I could get into it. Yeah, well, you know, we put you out there in not, you know, not the best conditions, trying to fly fish in the wind in a kayak. That's right. I you figured know. if I did it then, I could do it anywhere. Yeah, so, I mean, you look super comfortable in the kayak. It's a great kayak. I mean, it's so stable. I didn't even feel like I was going to fall out, and that's rare. Yeah, well, within another <laughs> you were in the kayak five minutes and you were standing. Yeah, yeah. It feels more natural to stand. I mean, I didn't have any problem with it at all. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool to see you out there and, was fun. and getting comfortable so quickly. So. A side story is uh, that drone footage. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are in Pompano, Florida. Yeah, let me we get are rid here. of that. Um, that last footage you saw there was drone footage. The guys, our camera guys brought their drone and the drone wasn't working. So we borrowed a drone from the, one of the head guys at the hotel. Um, and my guys crashed it into a tree. <laughs> uh, it was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Flying drones in the wind, in heavy wind, particularly back then. I mean, they weren't, um, they're not as good as they, they aren't, weren't as good as they are now. But even so, I mean, in strong winds. I once saw my uh, my videographer, we were in Belize, and he's like, I need to get some footage of the lodge. And I'm like, dude, it is windy AF. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if taking off... The drone in this kind of weather is that you go, oh no, no, a problem. I, I got it. I got it. It'd be fine. And he flies this thing up and he tries to do this kind of pan across the front. And a gust of wind caught it and it slammed it right into a tree. And then the thing backed out and went straight back into the tree and dropped to never fly again. <laughs> oh, one of my dogs just walked in to say hi. Um Rudy says, uh, yeah, that's why I take the turbos off my lures and use inlines. Yeah, that's it, a smart thing to do. <laughs> um, definitely big J hooks are, are, are a smarter way to go than uh, treble hooks when you're in a kayak and things tend to end up in your lap and, uh, and such. So anyway, that's it for today's show. Um, like I said, I'm trying to get back into the rhythm of doing the shows. Um you know, we did 13 episodes of the kayak fishing show. So uh, we definitely have a couple more seasons to go. Uh, hopefully I'll find these other two episodes that have disappeared. I sent a message to my old producers to see if he had them. Uh, so we can uh, we can get all the episodes. And I'd like to start getting back to airing some of the really old ones. I haven't aired any of the really old things for, for quite some time. So, but uh, join us every Tuesday, sometimes other days. And of course, uh, you know, join us on Facebook uh, anytime because I'm always posting new stuff and Instagram and, you know, all these wonderful uh, platforms that we're always uh, we're always on. Um, hopefully I'm actually going to put a kayak in the water here soon. Like I said I'm working so much on this blue sky to get that thing up and going because I, like I said I need to be in a pedal boat now because of my shoulder and I don't have any of my pedal boats are rigged. 
So uh, that's kind of been what I've been doing the last uh, week or so. So anyway, uh, I wish you all well. Remember to uh, share our videos with your fan friends and uh, support the sponsors. If you're looking for a good beer, of course, Ballast Point. Are you looking for a good line? Seaguard. Looking for a good kayak? <laughs> Jackson kayak. <laughs> um, is that Rudy? You have a BS. You have a, a blue sky. I'm assuming that's what it means. Yeah, the, the blue sky and and I, you know, I, I've said it before. The blue sky, uh, and it's not right for all conditions, but for flats and in a lot of different areas, the blue sky is one of the most fun boats I've ever fished off of. So if you ever have a chance to, to, to fish off of one of those, it is a pedal boat. Like I said, I'm throwing an 1103 Torquedo on it. Um, and uh, I'm sure that thing will really scoot. So anyway, you all take care. If you are going out on the water, please, please remember, always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care. Oh, I'm going to fish it.